All right, so um, we're, we've been talking about the work and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And uh, first, there's a couple things I want to say before I, I get to... Uh, so I want to walk through really quickly. We, don't, we won't have a lot of time to, to get into any depth today. But I want to walk through some of the, the gifts of the Spirit. We haven't spent a lot of time on the specific gifts of the Spirit. Um, so I want to spend a bit of time on that today. It won't, like I said, it'll be a quick breeze through. But before I get to that, there's a few things that I feel um, the Lord has put on my heart for, for us to talk about this morning. So, firstly, I believe that in this hour, not only here in, in Bathurst, not only here in our region, but in this hour in the world, God is raising up and wants to raise up a people of power. A people of the Spirit's power. And when I, I'm very intentional in saying a people of power, because I really believe that the days of the superstar man or woman of God are past. God wants to move through a movement, not through a man. I mean, yes, through a man or woman. I'm going with the alliteration. Work with me. Um, <laughs> um, yes, of course, he will work through people, but, but not, not so that any one person gets raised up on a pedestal and gets the glory. But I believe in this season... God is moving us past. I believe the movements that happened in the 20th century largely were about the superstars. And God maybe needed to do that in a season so that people could have examples of the kinds of things that God can do through humans like us. But I believe that the time of the superstar is over you know, in 1987 and 1988, when the Jimmies fell, right? Those of you who have been around for a little while in the church know what I'm talking about. Jimmy Swaggart and Jimmy Baker, some of the biggest names and biggest superstars in charismatic Christianity, had moral failings and fell, right? Uh, when that happened, it rocked the evangelical charismatic churches, but the reality is the scandals continue to come. In fact, they've ramped up speed over the last few years. And leaders continue to fall. That's a problem. And it's a problem that is partially because they've been lifted up on pedestals. They've been made these untouchable superstars of the Holy Spirit. And God has used many of them in powerful ways. But God gives leaders authority and power of the Holy Spirit not so that they can make themselves look good, but so they can empower others. And God wants to raise up a movement of Spirit-filled, Spirit-empowered people in this day because the world desperately needs a church 
alive, a church on fire, a church filled with the power of the Spirit. In Acts 4, Acts 4, Uh, The church, in the first three chapters of the book of Acts, the church had exploded onto the scene in Jerusalem. Um, from, From 120 people waiting in the upper room, waiting and praying and anticipating the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, from, from 120 people to thousands suddenly. And then in chapter 3, we have a man who was born lame, and he was 40 years old. He'd spent 40 years of his life unable to walk. People brought him every day to the, temp, to the temple gate to beg. Everyone in Jerusalem knew who this guy was, because everyone in Jerusalem went to the temple. Everybody knew who this guy was. And Peter and John are walking through the, the, the temple gate. And the man asks for, for alms. He asks for, for, for money from them. And of course, right, the, the, the famous line we, most of us know, silver and gold. Have I none, but such as I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And in that moment, the man everyone in Jerusalem knew stood up and began dancing around and praising God in the temple courts. Everyone knew God had done a miracle that day. Even the, even the religious, Jewish religious leaders that wanted to, to squash all of this could not deny that God had done a miracle that day in Jerusalem, Right? And so they, they drag Peter and John away. They interrogate them. They threaten them. They tell them never to speak in the name of Jesus again. And, they, and Peter and John say, who are we going to listen to, God or you? I think we'll choose God. And so they threaten them some more and then send them away. Right? God has done a miracle through these, through these followers of Christ, God has done a miracle through their lives. Not just one miracle, because in, in, uh, in Acts chapter 2, it tells us that many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, right? There was a lot of miraculous happening. And this miraculous had drawn the attention of the religious leaders who were now persecuting them. We're now threatening them. We're now intimidating them and telling them to not do this ever again. And so Peter and John are released with threats. They go back to their people. And then they get together and pray.
Here's what they pray. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Verse 24 of Acts 4. Raised their voice together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do, and then he quotes what David had said. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. So David had, had predicted that, that the movement of Jesus would be persecuted. Right? The kings, the rulers, the leaders would be threatened by this and they would persecute it. And then... And then that's end quote. And then they, they continue to pray. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city, in Jerusalem, to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. So They thought they were doing their own will, but actually they played into God's plan because God's bigger than all of our plans, right? Now, Lord, consider their threats. Here's what they don't pray. Now, Lord, consider their threats and help us, protect us, save us, keep us safe. Put, put a bubble around us so that nobody can get to us. No, that's not what they prayed. What did they pray? Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. The very thing they said we are not to do, we're going to do it even more boldly, right? To speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand, God, and to, to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. God, it was the miracles that got us in trouble. Ramp it up. Let's see more miracles. It was the name of Jesus that got us in trouble. We're going to speak his name even more boldly. It was the power of the Spirit working through our lives that shook everything and got, and got everyone's attention. Pour out your Spirit more upon us. And then it says, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. They pray for more boldness, more power of the Spirit, more miracles to happen in the name of Jesus. And God honors their prayer by pouring out more of the Spirit upon those who had already been filled with the Spirit, right? Over the past couple weeks, as I've been praying, and, you know, we've uh, just felt like the, 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 we've, we've come up against um, challenging things, hard things, and sometimes you know you go through seasons and it's like there's a fog. You can't see clearly through the fog and it's just difficult and it's hard slugging. Am I the only one that has seasons like that? Right? 
And, and a couple weeks ago, I really felt like something rose up in my spirit when I was praying one morning. And I heard these words, it's time to go to war. It's time to go to war. It's not time to pray for God to protect us, keep us safe, wrap us in a bubble. If we're experiencing the pushback of the enemy, what that says is it's time to go to war. It's time to say, God, more boldness, more miracles, more healing, more of the power of your spirit, more God. It's not time to shrink back. It's not time to pull back. It's not time to, to, to crawl in a hole. It's not time for a bunker. But to stand up boldly and say, now we don't go to war against people. Hear me clearly on that, right? Our war is never against people. It's against the ideologies, demonic ideologies in our culture. It's against the, 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 um, the, the activity of, of the enemy against God's people. The activity of the enemy against people who don't yet know Jesus. Want to keep them in a place of bondage and, and brokenness and fear and lostness. And so this, this thing that we've been talking about, the power of the Holy Spirit, it's not a plaything. It's not for us to say, oh, let's, let's have more power of the Spirit so we can feel better, so we can have, I've said this before, just so we can have nice church services so that, so that, you know, I just walk out of church with that warm, fuzzy feeling. Ah, oh, that was nice. I mean, that's going to happen, of course, when we are in the presence of God. But that's not the point. It's not what it's for. It's so that we can go to war, folks. So that we have what we need. We are equipped, we're empowered, we're strengthened so that we can, we can, um, See the kingdom of God advance through our lives. I don't have much time left, do I? It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I'll still stop. I got... Uh, I got 13 minutes. Okay. So... Um, there it is. All right, so I want to talk about some of these gifts of the Spirit. So, so we've been talking in, in more general ways about the power of the Spirit at work in our lives and how do, we, how do we connect with the Holy Spirit and how do we open our lives and our hearts more to, to Him doing His work through us. But these, these gifts of the Spirit, it's not really a great... I mean, that's, that's our... It's our best English way of saying it. When we think of gifts, we think of Christmas, 
right? You think of a little box nicely wrapped. So we think of when we think of gifts. But, but um, the, the word, so there's two words that Paul uses. Some, many of the places in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 12 to 14, which is kind of the biggest uh, area where, where Paul talks about, unpacks the idea of the gifts of the Spirit. Um, when he says gifts of the Spirit, one of the, one of the words there that he uses is spirituals, spiritual things. So in, in 1 Corinthians 12, when he says, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts, is what our English Bibles translate. But I don't want you to be ignorant about spirituals, about spiritual things. The words gifts isn't even there, okay? But then there, further down, he talks about charismata, which is, I mean, it's kind of gifts, but it's, charis is grace. So it's the, it's the graces, it's the workings of God's grace through our lives, right? That's what spiritual gifts are, the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit working in grace ways through our lives. That means you've got things by the Holy Spirit that you don't have by you, right? That's what grace is. Is, is forgiveness and love that I have by the grace of God that I don't have in me, right? And so the gifts of the Spirit are the, the grace of the power of God. God putting His power on us when we don't deserve it and we don't have it, but it's Him flowing through us. Does that make sense? Right? And, and I would suggest to you that... that all of us have access to all of the Holy Spirit. All of us have access to all of the Holy Spirit. And all of us have access to those gifts that are listed. And, and there's a number of lists of, of the spiritual gifts in, in the New Testament. None of them are meant to be an exhaustive list, but they're lists of things that God does through his people. And, and I want to suggest to you that, that we will often, God will give us the grace to function in some of those gifts more effectively and powerfully than others. Right? So that's why in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about some have this gift and some have this gift, right? Because they're, they're, they're gifts that we flow in more naturally, more, more readily, more powerfully. But we take any of those gifts, gifts of healing. We can all pray for someone for healing. You don't have to say, well, that's not my gift. I can't do that. Gifts of prophecy. I believe we can all speak prophetic encouragement to other people. We have access to that. But some will flow in it more readily than others. Right? So we all have, here's, here's what I think, spiritual gifts are the power of God for what you need when you need it. To put it in a sentence, the spiritual gifts are the power of God for what you need when you need it. 
Is that, I think that works. The power of God for what you need, when you need it. So I want to, we're going to cruise through these pretty quickly, but we want to talk first of all about the speaking gifts. I want to say uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I made some comments in, in the message and people heard things I didn't say. People heard things I guarantee you I didn't say. If you thought I said these things, I encourage you to go back to the, go to our website, go to the message from April 2nd and listen to it again because I guarantee you I didn't say some of these things. So I talked about speaking in tongues. And, uh, and what I said was um, that speaking in tongues is not the point. And when I said that, some people heard me say that we shouldn't, we shouldn't speak in tongues. We shouldn't seek to speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is not important. Speaking in tongues is not valuable. I didn't say any of those things. Right? I would say with Paul, who says in... in 1 Corinthians 14, uh, verse, I don't know, 18 and 19, I think. Yep. He says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than y'all. Right? He said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. But in the church, I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. So, so Paul says, I speak in tongues more than everybody, but here's, here's some things about speaking tongues that we need to be aware of, right? I speak in tongues in, in my prayer life every day, okay? I'm never going to say, and I never did say, that speaking in tongues is unimportant or not valuable. I believe it's very important and, and very crucial but here's what it's crucial for. Um, speaking in tongues, um, and, and let me say this too. I would encourage you, if you have received the gift of speaking in tongues, don't let it be a one and done. Some people are like, well, that happened. Move on, right? But it's actually a gift given to us to use in our prayer time that uh, Paul, says, Paul says it's given to us to strengthen our spirit. How many would say you could use your spirit being strengthened from time to time? Right? It's given to us to strengthen our own spirit. Um, It is one of the first gifts that people usually receive when they experience the baptism or the filling of the Spirit. So it's the beginning place of the gifts of the Spirit. It is an important gift. It is necessary, but it's just the beginning. There was a book that a guy wrote in 1986, a guy named, uh, he was actually a, a minister, pastor, Robert Fulgham, and he wrote this book, all I really need to know, I learned in kindergarten. All I really need to know, I learned in kindergarten. 
We learned a lot of things in kindergarten. I mean, we learned how to count. We, we, know, we learned about numbers. We learned about letters. We learned how to put letters together and how, you know, oh, that makes a word, you know, cat. And we learned the very basics in kindergarten. Now, we can say kindergarten, ah, oh, you don't need that. That's, that's just kindergarten. But if we took away everything we learned in kindergarten, everything else falls apart. Right? And so, speaking in tongues is like the kindergarten of the spiritual gifts. I mean, we need it. And we need to continue. I still use letters every day that I learned in kindergarten. Use numbers every day that I learned in kindergarten. Right? And so we need, need to continue to function with that gift of speaking in tongues. But... Um, Here's, here's the deal. We're told in those chapters, 1 Corinthians 12 to 14, to speak the... My time's up, isn't it? Somebody cut my mic off. Um, to seek the greater gifts. To seek the greater gifts. What makes one gift greater than another? Paul says, so 1 Corinthians 12 to 14... All about the spiritual gifts. Right in the middle is 1 Corinthians 13. It's all about love. And Paul says, I'm going to teach you the more excellent way. Love. The greater spiritual gifts are those that serve others. Not that serve me. We need to build up our spirit. We need to speak in tongues as I, I believe, it's a, it's, it's a great help. And I, not, nothing against it. If you haven't received that gift yet, it's okay. It's, it's available to you, but it's okay. But, but I want to encourage you that it's a great gift to help strengthen and build up my spirit. But it doesn't do anything for anyone else unless it's interpreted. And when it's interpreted, then it basically equals the gift of prophecy. Speaking in tongues plus interpretation equals prophecy. God speaking to us in a word of prophecy. All right, I am, I got two minutes left, and we got, we barely into this, but I said it was going to be really light. Not light, but just, just touching on the surface. Um, prophecy is speaking the heart of God to a person or a situation. That's what prophecy is. And in fact, Paul tells us that prophecy, the gift of prophecy, is to edify, exhort, or encourage. That's what he tells us in 1 Corinthians 14. Edify, exhort, or encourage. Or, as our friend Josh Hoffman here last, last fall, said it, to build up, lift up, cheer up. To build up, lift up, cheer up. The gift of prophecy is never to tear down. It is to build up, lift up, cheer up. To speak the heart of God into a situation. A word of wisdom is knowing something, knowing the path I ought to take, even though it does, you know, I don't understand it in my own self. But God gives a supernatural wisdom. This is the way to go. Word of knowledge is having information 
that I could not have known any other way except God spoke it to me. Right? And that is, oftentimes what that does is it breaks open a person who is hard towards God when all of a sudden you know something about their life that only God could know. And sometimes it's a great way to, as an entryway into a healing gift. If God tells you about someone's, someone's need for healing, pretty sure he's going to actually heal them. Right? He, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't tell us that and then, oops, I'm not going to do that today. And what we often find is that when, when God speaks to someone about a specific healing need, then, then, he will, then he will heal. All right? All right, so miracles, gifts of healings, and that's, very, that's plural in the Greek, gifts of healings. There are different kinds of healing, different gifts. Deliverance, it's casting out demons. Yes, that's still a thing. Yes, people need deliverance. And yes, believers and unbelievers sometimes need deliverance. Need freedom from the, the activity of, the, of demonic spirits that have attached themselves to their life. And, uh, and we can get into that in the question time if you want to. But uh, wonders, that's just like, that's not just, but that's things like what Jesus did, changing water to wine, walking in the water, things that are just controlling the weather, you know, those things that are just supernatural things, um, uh, gifts of faith, and then we have these leadership gifts as well that are listed in Ephesians 4, and we're out of time, so we'll talk about that some other time. All right, I'm two minutes, three minutes past. Sorry. But I'm stopping. Stop. Um, There is a mic back there, and I would... I would welcome, uh, if you've got any questions about the gifts of the Spirit at work, we're actually going to, I think we're going to stop the live stream at this point for those who are online. Just uh, 